You're tuning in to the Wild, Weird, and Sometimes Normal podcast. If you have a story or a guest recommendation that you think others need to hear, email me at wildweirdandsometimesnormal at gmail.com. Let's get this started. Alex and Brett, kick it! Wild. And sometimes normal. On this episode, I'm joined by Kelly Schaefer of K2 Paranormal Research. Kelly is a paranormal investigator who has seen full-bodied ghostly apparitions, communicated with the dead, and lived in several haunted houses. In addition to all of that, we also discuss her current home acting like a rest stop for ghosts who come and go every few weeks, how to increase your communication with your own spirit guides, where paranormal activity may come from, and how she is in the beginning stages of starting a paranormal event planning business. This is a fascinating discussion and can certainly be filed under can't miss. Give Kelly and her work a follow and be sure to let her know you heard her on Wild and Weird. Enjoy the show. Are you looking for CBD for your pet? My friends at Pure Pet Wellness have what you need. They use the highest quality ingredients. While other companies may use synthetic oils in their CBD, Pure Pet Wellness uses organic ingredients. Organically grown hemp, organic coconut oil, organic shea butter, organic beeswax, and that's just to name a few. A family-owned and operated company that also offers fast shipping. Go to purepetwellness.com for all your pet's CBD needs and use the discount code WILD and WEIRD at checkout. That's WILD, A-N-D, WEIRD. Treat your animal right. Go to purepetwellness.com. Are you looking to buy a home in New Jersey? Escape the city and move to the suburbs? Finally purchase that vacation home on the lake or down the shore? Maybe you're one of the lucky ones who are retiring and moving out of state. If so, let me help you. Keller Williams and the Real Estate Professional Group have what you need to make your goals come true. Reach out and have a conversation with someone who will put you first. Contact Brian McCoach at 856-321-1212 or email McCoach at kw.com. Welcome to another episode of Wild, Weird, and Sometimes Normal. I'm your host, Brian. And today, my guest is Kelly Schaefer of K2 Paranormal Research. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you very much. I really you appreciate got me out you coming of bed on. For this one. Oh, okay, good. It's a little <laughs> early for both our sides. I will, hey, it's yeah. not the earliest. Sometimes I do no. recordings over in the UK, so yeah. they're oh. five hours ahead. Sometimes it's tough to do an interview in the middle of the day, schedule your day around it. Yeah. So I try to knock them out first thing in the morning or later in the evening. And for them, later in the evening, it's just not happening. So I start recording at five yeah. or six in the morning. I'm like, all right, please yep. shake all the cobwebs out of your head and let's see what happens. But so far, yeah. so good. <laughs> I have friend, I have uh, cousins in Scotland, so I know about that time difference. It's like, yeah. what time is it up there? Yeah. <laughs> It'll work out. So this isn't too bad for us. This is, you know, nope, most people's breakfast bad. time. Yeah, this is good. No, I'm I'm good. <laughs> I don't eat breakfast, so I'm good. Oh, you're you're fine then. This is perfect. I'm fine. Yeah, there's all nothing. Right. <laughs> all right, Kelly, you have K2 Paranormal Research. Can you give us a little background on, on what you do and what's happening? K2 Paranormal Research was formed back in 2018 officially. 2010 is when it was birthed, but 2018 is when I decided that I was going to be a K2 carrying full-time 
paranormal researcher. It happened when my daughter and I decided that we wanted to go ghost hunting. And her name's Kayla and mine's Kelly. So it was K2 and that kind of worked out with the K2. So it stuck. She's left the she's left the field. She's off doing other things. So it stuck and everybody knows me as K2. So that's what that's what it is. Yeah. Perfect. So we have your K2. What is the other K2? What's the car- the card carrying K2? I'm the card carrying K2. Oh, you she well, was so- she was the she was which her and I were the first two Ks. Got it. But is there so a paranormal K2 she- aspect or am I misunderstanding? I'm sorry, what? Is there a paranormal K2 aspect or am I misunderstanding? Oh, the K2 is the the EMF meter that we use. Oh, okay. That's the brand is K2? Yeah, it's usually known as a K2. Go get the K2. Perfect. But it's a, a K2 is an electronic magnet a electromagnetic field uh meter and it's it worked out with the the name. So I, I love the synchronicity of it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. So you take this your K2s were out and now the other now it's just K1 but everyone knows he is K2. So K1's out <laughs> in the field, she brings the K2. What does the K2 right. do? Why are you Pulling the K2 out of the bag. measures electromagnetic fields. It measures the the every, around every electronic device or around well, let's do electronic devices because that's easy. Like your your microwave, your microwave, your microwave is constantly putting off ele- electromagnetic fields, and so the meter, which is a Gauss meter actually, um, will measure that field and tell you how strong it is, whether you need to leave the house or whether you can stay in the house. They use it around electrical wires to find out what the escape is from it or what i i don't know all the technical technological aspects to it i just know part of it so but they use it to find ghosts and when the theory is that when the electronic when there's fluctuations in the electronic magnetic field it means that the entity is getting ready to uh materialize oh wow so that's why we use the K2s to measure those fields. When you first do, when you go into a haunted location, the first thing you do is you do a baseline reading of all the re- all the rooms. And you go from room to room to room and say, here's where we find fluctuations in the fields. Here's where, you know, or nothing was in there. I mean, I went through the last location and it was zilch throughout the entire location. So any any fluctuations we got in the, the EMF meter, would indicate that there might be a spirit getting ready to man- manifest. So, yeah. Okay. So manifest is visually seeing? Visually or... seeing or or experiencing because spirits can't always manifest completely. I've only seen one full-bodied apparition in my life right now. I'm hoping for more because it's really interesting. <laughs> they can materialize in, in the form of like shooting something across the room. Like you've got to uh, like a cat ball we use just regular old everyday cat balls because they're easy to move and when they get moved they light up so a spirit can manifest to the point of where it can use its energy to move that cat ball and that can be registered with the k2 i am noticing though that there's a lot of spaces right now that have activity but there's no there's no activity on a k2 so i don't know what that is yet i just started noticing that on the last investigation so it's one thing that i want to check out with my colleagues in the field yeah that's fascinating do you so 
I have like a thousand questions here. Let's see if we can keep them all up Go and keep it. this on track. Yeah, I love all right. questions. Yeah. All right. So do you take your K2 meter around your house and just every once in a while, just see what's happening? Uh, no. Okay. Um, because you don't want I, to? <laughs> you don't want to know what you're living um, <laughs> I've lived in three haunted houses and don't care to live in another one. When I bought this house, I kind of investigated it while I was looking at it. And there is nothing in my house. And I would like it to stay that way, although I have just come to realize that I am, my house is a, like a way stop for people in the spirit world. So I have spirits that come in and out and leave. It's like a train station, kind of. They're here for a little bit, and then they're gone. Like I had one one entity here that was named, I named him Gary for lack of a better word, but it was like, he stayed here for a good two weeks. I'm like, really? You, all you're doing is just standing here looking at me. What do you want? Get out of here. But there was like Mother's Day this year. I was in the kitchen cooking and distinctly heard voices talking in my house. I live alone. My dog doesn't talk yet. So so that was Hopefully not ever. Weird. Maybe I don't know. You know, I don't. You're saying not yet, but maybe. <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Aliens could come down and and doink all the dogs and go, "Hey, now you can talk." Yeah. Um, any day now. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, on Mother's Day, when I went to bed that night, I was laying in bed trying to go to sleep, and there was the very distinct smell of fresh baked cookies coming from my kitchen. So somebody came and baked cookies. They can do that. I, I'll enjoy that. But, right. you know, <laughs> Jump no, out of bed I excited. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm not into living with any more ghosts. I, I no. really don't. No, it's, it's, I don't need to come around a corner and see something. I don't need, it's, when I was living in the haunted houses, it wasn't, I wasn't as aware of them as I am now. So it's, it wouldn't be a situation where I'd be more afraid like I was before, but I would, it just isn't uncomfortable because it's like, okay, you're going to watch me sleep and you're going to watch me eat. You're going to, no, I'm not into that. Did you intentionally live in three haunted houses or was this just luck of the draw? Luck of the draw. Yeah. The first house we moved to in Oregon was haunted by two spirits. I'm pretty sure at least one of them did not walk the earth as a human. The other one may have been human, but they tormented my sibling and I forever. It, it, the entire time that we lived at the house, I mean, they they scared the living daylights out of my brother. And for me, they they for me, it was just seeing them and having nobody else see them. That was the weird thing. And then the second haunted house, I moved into it. I bought it and the basement had something in it. And nobody, nobody likes to go down into basements anyway. But when you go down into the basement and you see a woman in the basement doing laundry, it's like, okay, are my piles over here and please separate the whites from the blacks. So that's um, the least she can do. She's staying there for free. That's the, the least, least she, she can, do. can do. You know, maybe she can do some stain removal. <laughs> um, at the time, I had small children, so you know, there's lots of stains to be dealt with. Um, yeah, just live with the stains at that point. Just live with the stains at that yeah. point, because the clothing are going to wear out way long before that stain goes away. Right. <laughs> um, and then the third house, 
became haunted. Um, we had moved into a house that we knew who the person was. And they had passed away, unfortunately, from a, a medication allergy. And he had passed away in the hospital and had come back to the house. And he was in the house until his wife died. When he died, when his wife died, then he and her, I think, just they left. I don't know where they went, but they just left. I so. like that. That's sweet. I think that's nice. Yeah, me too. I think, well, they were in love with each other from the moment they saw each other. So for for them, their story is a love story. And he had, when he died, nobody knew that she had dementia. And so when he had died and was no longer hiding her dementia, they're like, oh my goodness, mom has dementia. We've got to put her in a home. So they put her in a dementia care facility and then they needed somebody to rent the house. So we rented the house and about probably about a month or so after we moved in, we started hearing pounding in the garage, like somebody working on a wood project. And you'd go racing down into the into the garage and there's nobody there. There's not even any tools out. But you would go back up into the bedroom, which was over top of the, the garage, and you would hear somebody pounding on wood. And we would see the dark shadow go from that garage door across the walkway into a, a den that's on the, up that's opposite of the door. And you'd see that dark shadow. And then the one that got me the the biggest one that got me and, and it, it was right in the very beginning of my ghost hunting career. So I was interested and scared to death at the same time. I heard a man walking up the stairs and heavy footsteps, big feet. I heard him walking up the stairs and my daughter was in the kitchen and I said, is your dad home? And knowing full well, he's not. And she goes, you heard that too, huh? And I'm like, yeah. So, so we both got the stair steps at the same time. Yeah, and that oh, was the man. only time we heard the stair step one. He that's the only time he climbed up the stairs, but that was that was like bump, 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 bump up the stair. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. I didn't know could do that, but apparently they can. My audience is gonna be annoyed that I retell the story, but like I only have one ghost story, so what do you mean to do? You know, fast forward this part, people. But we so we'd go to my aunt's house in Pennsylvania and go there, you know, Ooh. for every few weekends and stay up there. Where in Pennsylvania? You know, like Ben Salem, Croydon area. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so a brand new house and had a pool. So um, you know, my parents would go up and bring us and they had an extra bedrooms and we'd either sleep in the basement or whatever it was and hang out and barbecues and fun stuff like that. And then there were times you could would hear the vacuum running like five or six in the morning. So I would come downstairs the next morning and be, Hey, aunt, uncle, why are you vacuuming at five, six o'clock in the morning? Like, Oh no, 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 that wasn't us. That was the ghost. I'm like, okay. And then there was other <laughs> times we're sitting there having breakfast and everybody in the house is in that dining room having breakfast. Not one person is missing from the dining room and you wow. would hear on the stairs, feet coming down the stairs and, and it would just never would turn that corner. So you would turn the corner, you'd be in the dining room and you know, everyone's like, you know, it was a friendly ghost. Holding their so breath like, for somebody to like, walk hold their the breath. Like, like, who's here? Who's coming? I'm like, oh, no, no, that's the ghost. He does that all the time. And so just very strange stuff like that. Yeah. The heavy feet. So this was, you know, I guess this was normal walking. The heavy feet would give me like serial killer vibes. Like, we need to get out of here. Who's, who has? Yeah. You know, like that, the heavy bark boots coming on. Yeah. <laughs> well, the so gentleman that was haunting my house happened to be the person that had, had captured Patty Hearst. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. So he was he was a cop. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's Why a great would... guy. Yeah. Uh, and he, he was haunting your house? Mm-hmm. He and was haunting was the, the last house. The last house I was ha- in that was haunted. Yeah. And that's the one and that you walked know, up the yeah, stairs? It's, his name's in the book. So the whole story's in the book. So the name's yeah. in there and everything. So Tim Casey was the ghost that was in my house. That's crazy. Were you able to communicate with him or he just No, no. Um, I think... The, I'm I'm working on theories right now with regards to what ghosts are, and I'm right now on the theory of where it's realms that are like looking at each other at that moment. You don't know the other exists, or you can see the other. Or it's kind of like what I explained to my neighbor the other day, because the house next to me is haunted, um, and I know who's haunting that house too. It's the the owner's son that had died in the house, hmm. and I told her she believes in ghosts. So I told her, I said, "Yeah, your son goes out on the back porch and sits for a while." And he like, "Does he say anything?" I'm like, "No, he doesn't say anything." And I explained to her that it's like it's like two realms that are seeing each other. And sometimes you notice that and sometimes you don't notice that. Or he does see me, but he doesn't know who I am because I'm dressed weird and I'm dressed, you know, I'm I'm not the person that he thinks needs to be in that house. So hauntings are really I, I would love to figure out why people haunt houses. I really would. Yeah. I definitely maybe I'll know. come maybe before I die, I'll come up with it. Or maybe after I'm die after I after I'm dead and I've figured it out, I'll send a message to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send a be... message to my resident skeptic. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, let's loop back real quick. So you said you were living okay, in cool. Oregon. You were living yeah. in Oregon and you were a child mm-hmm. and your sibling, mm-hmm. your brother mm-hmm. were experiencing ghosts. Does he but, still yeah, that experience was, things yeah. or is he okay with he, this? Is he as far as I know, he does still experience things. I've not talked to him in several years. So okay. I'm it's moving, yeah. Moving on from that. Good. All right. We won't we'll move yeah, on from that. So you, that you guys had that. Yeah. All right. Where's this coming from? Why why you seem to be experiencing more than others and in greater detail or whatever it might be. Not as much as some people though. There's, I'm not, I'm not on the level of some people though. Um, and I don't know. And I'm, I think that some people can experience this stuff and some people can't experience this stuff. Like for instance, or, or you need to open up to it. I, I find the more I open up to it, the more I experience, the more I accept, the more I experience. And it's the same thing with trying to find happiness in your life. The more happier you are, the more you're going to attract happiness to you. So the more you're open to the spirit world, the more you're going to attract to yourself. And like, for instance, my resident skeptic, Jim Corley, who is one of my lead, he's my lead investigator. He's not experienced any ghosts, but he wants to. And so we keep taking him out to, we keep, he comes coming with us to investigations and he gets upset because he didn't experience anything. And so, you know, we label him the resident skeptic, but he also, we, we, we're joking with him that he scares the ghosts away. <laughs> when you're well, out the there and he's not experiencing, is are other people experiencing while he's there, yeah. or it just shuts yeah. it all off? He just oh, okay. it, it, it's it might be that he shut it all off and he doesn't know how to open that up. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to help him through it, but I'm I'm waiting for him to ask for more help about it because you can't. It's like trying to help somebody get over a problem unless they want help. They're not going to get help. They're not going to, they're not going to accept whatever helps given to them. 
So we try to help him. But at the last investigation, he picked up my dowsing rods and they crossed for him. The ghosts interacted with him and crossed them. And he said that was the weirdest feeling I've ever had in my life. So maybe now with that first experience that he's had, he'll be opened up to it a little bit more. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing for anybody. The more you open up to it, the more you're going to experience. I've, I've put a real big block on mine because I'm not, I don't know how far I want to go with it. I mean, I saw the full bodied apparition. That was awesome. That was cool. Whether I would like to have a full body apparition show up right next to me, I don't know. You know, I've only been doing this seriously for five, six years, although I've been doing it since 2010. It was only, you know, since 2018 that I went, yeah, I want to do this full time. So I'm easing into the whole experience and everybody says I'm a medium and I'm like, nope, not going to do the medium stuff. I use whatever powers I have, powers, gifts, whatever you want to call them, to find the ghosts when we're in the locations. But I don't want to be one that's passing messages back and forth between the dead and the living. I, nope. Did that one time. Don't care to do it again. Nope. Mm-mm. That was a weird feeling. Don't want it. So. Yeah, that, that would be <laughs> very strange, very intense. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did your parents have any experiences? And is this like a family line that you guys are all experiencing this? Or did it just start with the well, children? I, I grew up in a religious cult. So my father kind of urged me along in his own little way, whether or not he knew he was doing it. I don't know. But I remember my dad told a story about how he had a ghost that was in a car with him for an entire journey. And that's the only ghost story he ever told me. But he had me out in the yard on inner tubes watching the sky for UFOs for years (laughs) That was one of my favorite things to do. Go out, go out in the yard, lay in the lay on the inner tubes with my dad and watch the sky for it for UFOs. That was my favorite thing to do. I love it. Did you ever see anything? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I at one point I had a UFO that was 10 feet above my hot my car. Oh wow. What did that look like? Uh it was you take you know those those wheat. How they used to do wheats in like that that hourglass figure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Take that and turn it on its side. And then both cones were moving at different speeds. There was something in the middle that was moving. The outside rings had two rings and they were moving. It was basically a ball with stuff on the inside. And I didn't see any kind of life or anything. So it was may have been entirely mechanical. But it swooped down out of the sky Zoomed over my car at 10 feet above it, and I went, I did not just see that. And so I looked in the rearview mirror, and here's all the other cars swerving around this thing. I'm like, yep, you did just see that. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was that was pretty effing cool. And yeah. I went back to my apartment, closed up all the windows, locked all the doors, and sat in the middle of the living room going, Oh my God. <laughs> That's wild. It was. Yeah. It was one of my best experiences yet with, with the paranormal. That that wraps right up there with the top 10. Oh my goodness. It was amazing. 
Yeah. Let's get into the full body apparition. How did that happen? What, what's the story? Full about? body apparition was, it was my first sighting down here in Tennessee when I went uh, ghost, hop, ghost hunting at the Coleman Center Cemetery. There wasn't much going on in the cemetery. There is one haunted grave in there. I won't tell everybody where it is because I haven't talked to the family yet because it was a recent death. And I'm sitting there and I'm just gazing off down the the down the driveway, just zoomed. I was just zoning out because the people that we were with like to listen to spirit boxes, that staticky word spitting out piece of equipment that doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm on the fence about the technology. We can get into that a little bit further, but I'll save that story for later. But we're listening to the spirit box and I'm zoning out because it bores me to no end. And I'm sensitive to fire because I survived a fire in California. I was in the Tubbs fire. So I'm sensitive to fire. And I keep seeing these flare-ups of flame, like campfires. I'm like, where is that coming from? And they'd pop up over here and they'd pop up over there and they'd pop up over here and they'd pop. And then they go away and then there'd be bigger ones than other ones. And I'm like, this is just really weird. And I'm just watching to see where the next one's going to pop up at so that I can poke Jim going, look at that. Look at that. And one popped up and it was a pretty big one. And this I went, oh, somebody's going to have to take care of that. I'm thinking that that needs to be taken care of. Somebody needs to get that put out before it starts burning all the grass. And this guy walks by in khaki pants and a tunic kind of thing. And I'm watching him walk. And I go, oh, that guy's going to take care of the fire. Okay, he's watching the fire. Oh, my God, there's only half of him. He, as he's walking by. I'm I'm looking at him. And there's only half of him. He is not visible from the knees down. And then he just fades away. I'm like, oh. that's crazy. Get up. And I'm running down the road trying to get there. And he's it's a full-bodied apparition. Full-bodied apparition of a of a uh I'm I don't know if it was a it had to have been a Civil War so- soldier. I don't know which side it was, though. But that area had been campgrounds for one of the for the camps that were coming through the for the troops that were coming through for both sides of camp there. So I'm like, we just experienced a campground of soldiers with the flare ups of campfires, and then that guy. I'm like, this is amazing. I fell in love with Tennessee ghost hunting right then and there. That's it. I'm sure. I'm yeah. <laughs> Not hard to fall in love. You're seeing that your first time out. Woo. <laughs> That's crazy. First time out in Tennessee. And I got my full, my first full bodied apparition. I mean, I've gotten, I've gotten shadow people. I've gotten you know, partial manifestations, but not that that was full bodied, looked solid until he started fading away. It was awesome. I loved it. To loop back to a story earlier, you said houses, the train station, and people are coming and going sometimes. Train station. And yep, you, heard, you heard voices. Was it that yep. you, a conversation you were overhearing? It's a conversation. A murmur? Right. Okay. It's a you conversation. Like clearly hear what's happening? Are they talking to you? No, I don't think they were talking to me. But I did clearly hear it was only, it was two voices. And they were both men. And 
they were talking, they may have been talking to each other. The second voice was very, very fast and very, very faint, but you could still hear, you could still hear it respond to the first one. The first one was clear as day. I couldn't understand what he was saying, but the the volume was there and the, the enunciations were there, but I couldn't understand what was being said. That goes, I mean, the clear audience is something that's been with me for a few years now. I, the first one I heard was in my car and <laughs> trying to figure that one out. There's not much to debunk when they're in your car and this is oh, yeah. the radio on. That's pretty much all you can do. <laughs> the radio's yeah. not on. Nobody's in the backseat. Check. Nobody's Radio's in not the backseat. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Man. And then there was another time that the Clary audience came out in my bedroom. And what I heard was, there you are, in a man's voice. And I'm like, yeah, where are you? <laughs> oh, I don't know. if I, Yeah. I'm not sure if I would like that one. Eh, I figured if you wanted to hang around, you know, I'm single. Yeah. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> So my brother moved into a house. I married a, few... a ghost. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my brother moved into a house a few years ago uh, with his wife, and they say there's a ghost in their house. They they've asked it politely not to come into the bedroom, like the rest of the house, you can kind of go yeah. to. And, yeah. But it'll it'll move figurines around. It'll put a little stack of money of coins. It'll you know on like their piano. I was like, all right, we'll, like get them to like cool. like pump that up a little bit. Like you know, coins are great, but let's get some dollar bills. Are they interested in finding out who it might be? I, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'll have to find out. They, that, find out if they if they are interested. I research people, property, and things, and um, I could research their property and see if we can't figure out who that might be because that's an intelligent haunting. Yeah, that's that's okay. somebody that lived in that house. I feel like they're halfway. They're very much on the line of like, oh, our place is haunted. And then like in the next breath, they might like weave back over and be like, well, not really. I'm like, well, where'd the money come from? Like, yeah, our place is haunted. And yeah, I th- <laughs> maybe it's just like a little uncomfortable, you know, of where they're at. That's typical. That's yeah. typical stuff. Yeah. Right. But I'm like, yeah, great. people hey, don't want to admit things are haunted. Yeah. I'm like, well, the money didn't come from anywhere, the figurine. But yeah, so I think they're mostly on board, but I'll find out. Thank you. I'll let them know. Yeah, if they're happy to, I'm I'm happy to research the property and figure and find out if 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 we can see who it is. It might just be one of the old former owners, and then their activity might scoop up when um, they uh, find out who it is and call them by name. It is scoop up going down or moving up into more. Which scoop up. Oh, go up yeah, into well, more. Yeah, yeah, man, they may not want to do this then. <laughs> I'll right. find out. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you scoop down. What's the scoop down option? Uh, the scoop down option is you just ignore it and just don't interact with it. That's that's the only thing. But since they have talked about it, the ghost knows that the by the fact that he's leaving things where they can find them, the ghost knows that he they know. So they might as well just jump in with both feet. Yeah, this is like that little bit of pregnant thing. Like you can't be that. Like they right, you can't crossed... just be partially pregnant. You're yeah. either all or nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shouldn't have talked exactly. to the ghost to begin with. Oh, I might be pregnant. Yeah. No, <laughs> we'll find out. That's great. All right, so you're, you're having full apparitions, Civil War mm-hmm. soldiers in your house. Mm-hmm. They're, um, you know, you're hearing people talk, and you can't really hear what it is, mm-hmm. but you know it's a conversation. You hear the volume, men talking. Yeah, and you've talked about you know one theory right now. Could be like mm-hmm. a mirror, a mirror world, or or their existing a mirror in their world, area. different realities, different dimensions. That's that's what the new, that's what the current discussion is about. 
if we figure out the paranormal and why ghosts are and how they become and all that kind of stuff, the, the entire world's going to change. Our whole belief of death, our whole belief of life, our whole belief of why we're even here, it, it all changes once we figure out the paranormal. Because right now it's like death is the end. Well, I don't think death is the end for, if not all, a great majority of people. I think me, myself, being a believer in reincarnation, I can, I have more of a belief that we just move on to another reality when we pass from this life. This is just one of our experiences. And our spirit goes on and continues to enjoy other experiences throughout the universe. And why else would the universe be here, right? Quite frankly. So it's, yeah, if we can get this figured out, I, the dimension thing and the different realities, the bubbles that kind of merge and then go, you know, bubbles of bubbles of reality, let's call it bubbles of reality. And the bubbles bump into each other every now and then and they kind of mold into some and then they separate and it's maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm working on theories here. No, I, I like them. <laughs> We're making progress here. And It is. Yeah, I should have. I should so have. I figured, notes. I figured I've got about twenty more years of life, so I'm going to figure this out before I get done. You have, you have twenty more years of this life, and then you have a whole nother one you're going to keep working. Yeah, this yeah. life, and then I'll go right. on to the next one. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. life. Yeah. But there was a NASA. There was a NASA article, uh, maybe NASA. three, four, five years ago, and there was a, a cold spot in the universe, and they were thinking Ooh. that there could be, uh, you know, an, a bump up there that could be a connection. I'll have to try to find that and I'll post it in the show notes. But I remember reading that and and it's, you know, every once in a while, NASA will give you something, hey, you know, like, hey, we're going to other planets and we're taking pictures and you think that'd be enough, but like, I need more. Then there'll, there'll be this little nugget of like, oh, we found this unusual cold spot in the universe and we think possibly another universe could be bumping up right there. Like, that could I, be. You don't right. know. Yeah. That um, NASA's been doing a lot of different things. They had an article on, they were doing work with electromagnetic fields that I quoted in one of my stories and I can't remember it's too early for me to remember that data, but yeah, they've been doing a lot of stuff and they've been publishing their work. So, you know, it would be really great if everybody just worked together. That's just, you know, if, if science just told us everything they knew and everybody else told us everything they knew, what an amazing experience it would be to have that shared intelligence. So I, I love the internet or like, one like we connected and here i am i see you through zoom and we're talking and i think this is amazing right? you know we're in different time zones thought, and things like that who would have who thought, thought years ago right and now we just have our two ideas and things we've heard and we're trying to piece that together but crowdsourcing mm -hmm. you can put any problem on the internet and let people work together and everyone sees things from a different angle or you know different belief mm -hmm. system they might have like you know you talk about thinking outside the box just put this stuff out there i get there has to be top secret or whatever it is but like, if you're working on things, put your data out there, let people go through it, let them come up with different ideas. I think we would just be so much further along in life in yeah. general. But everything well, gets pigeonholed back and everything to, gets... I keep, I keep looking back at, at how collaborative everybody was in Star Trek. And all of that, where we've gotten over our egos... Of course, there are still people with egos, but they've gotten over their egos. They're sharing information. They're working towards a common goal. And 
that would just be lovely, but I don't think that's going to happen with the people that we have on earth right now. So it, it's very tough. It, it is a, yeah. I want credit for this. I want the, mm-hmm. the monetary rewards of, of figuring this out. I want the fame and it's like, we could just go. Leaps we need and to bounds. just eliminate money. We just need to eliminate money. Everybody can get what they need and yeah, just eliminate money, which is the source of all evil. Amazing uh, how that's a true statement. It, it, it is. <laughs> uh, it's knowledge and money. Uh, the knowledge, money, and power. They're knowledge, money, and power. Yeah. 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 The more you have yeah. of it, and you keep it away from other people, the, I guess the more power you get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let's we've get got back that, into paranormal. We've got that life problem solved. Now what's well, next? Let's move on to better things. All right. We solve this paranormal. We figure out what it is. We figure out they are in a mirror dimension. We figure out they're mm-hmm. in the multiverse. We're, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. let's talk about a building, a 10 story building. Called. Everybody's on a different floor and we figure out a way to take that elevator up. Yep. Do you think in the future, do you think sometimes, do you think maybe people can do it now? Do you think you can, you can go up a level? Do you think people can fully interact or immerse? I don't want to say time travel, but this is more, I guess, like, no, what you're looking at, what you're what you're talking about is astro travel. You're talking about people that can astro project themselves. Okay. And that's not a physical visitation of those other realms, other than it's your spirit, it's your it's your spirit doing it, quite frankly. There are people that can astro travel. I'm a little on the fence with all of that because I I mean I have done it, but I don't know if it's quite, I don't know if it's something that we can use to figure this out. I don't know if it's like an elevator that you can go up and down and that sort of, I. Do you think you could only observe like when you do this? The reason reason why I'm, the reason why I'm on the fence about it is because when you astro travel into another reality, that's only you experiencing it. There is no way that your visitation and your travel can be verified in any way. You right. have to have verification of it, or you can tell all the stories you want. And that's the problem that I have with a lot of the a lot of the people that say that they can do all kinds of different things. It's like, how can we verify that? There's no way we can verify that. Your your family that has the ghost in the house. If we find out what the name of the ghost is, the ghost responds when you get when when you use its name. Like it's okay. It says, okay, George, we'd like you to set a a thing of coins up on the piano for tomorrow morning's breakfast. And if George does that and does that regularly where you do it three times or more in a row and, you know, it's like, okay, you've got verification that it's George in the house and he can set up the coins. It's like astro travel. It unless somebody can verify your experience, there's no. It's it's not data you can use, and that's one of the problems that you have in the paranormal. Is a lot of this is just conjecture from other people, or it's it's imagination from other people. There's no way of verifying it. Whenever I go out with mediums, I'm always verifying what it is that they said. Um, I had one medium that was claiming that a location was a hospital. Oh, no, this place was a hospital. This place was a hospital. And I went, there is no record of this ho- of this place being a hospital. And I have it from cornerstone to present day. So, you know, it's, so it's a little iffy on that medium. And 
that's where we 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 can't take all of these experience we can we can respect the experience that somebody has because that is their experience that is what they have gone through but whether or not their experience can be used as data to further the invest further the field of paranormal that's the question you have to have verification i'll get off my soapbox now Oh, you like this is what we're here for. I should rename the podcast the soapbox. We both can get I just I, it just it, it frustrates me to no end that people don't verify claims. If 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 someone tells you that there was a woman living in the house, go find the records and find the woman. It's not that hard. So here we are back to the internet, all the information at your fingertips. A lot of records have, di- have been digitized. Yeah, yeah, you can Figure it's not you can go down to the old library with a little bit of with a little bit of research experience, you can find the information. It's not that difficult. But that's the thing that we need to remember about the paranormal is it's just an experience. If you've had an experience without the evidence, it's just a story. But there's a lot of stories out there. There's a lot of stories out there. The book has 24 stories in it. So and there's some that I don't huh. I was going to say, let's get back to some good stuff then. You yeah, okay, said cool. at one point you did, and not this wasn't good stuff. This is all good stuff. You said at one point you passed a message on from the dead yeah. to the living. Yeah. How were you? Contacted? I was not expecting that. I had been, it was during COVID. So as a single person during COVID, a lot of the times you would have like dates on the phone or you or you'd go out to a park and be 60 feet away from each other, you know, stuff like that. This would happen to be a it was a a gentleman had asked if he could call me. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, go ahead. So we're talking on the phone and he's telling me about his his fiance that had died six weeks earlier. And I'm like, well, first of all, there's your problem. Your fiance died six weeks earlier and you're hitting me up. That's either desperate or desperate. So I'm talking to him and I all of a sudden what popped into my head was the word apples. And I'm like, okay, that's coming from the voice that is the one that gives me messages. I finally figured that voice out. Okay, so that voice is the one that gives me messages and it's telling me apples. So I'm going to, I stopped and I said, I need to stop you right here. I'm going to have to ask you, does the word apples mean anything to you? And he goes, no, 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 it doesn't work. Old grouchy cowboy, that kind of thing. (laughs) Doesn't believe in the paranormal. And we continue on and he's lamenting about his, his, his fiance that had passed away and her memorial service was tomorrow and blah, 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 blah. And, And he says, let me show you the paintings that I've painted. And I'm like, okay, okay. So he's sending me pictures of the paintings that he did. And there's one that he showed me that was a picture of an apple on top of an apple on top of the pie symbol. And I stopped him again. I said, okay, because the voice was telling me, stop, 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 stop. That's it. That's it. That's it. So I said, I got to ask you again, does the word apples mean anything to you and he goes no well uh and he looked at the painting and he's like it was her favorite painting she made it she made me take it out of the gallery so it wouldn't get sold i'm like there you go apparently your fiance is now in communication with me (laughs) 
And he goes, I can I ask a question? I said, I don't know. Sure, I guess. It was the first time doing this. And he goes, where's her engagement ring? And I said, and I waited for the answer. And the answer that came through was, it's with me. And I told him. And he starts bawling. He's just crying. He goes, that's all I needed to know. I, it's a, that was the biggest question I had. I, I didn't know where the engagement ring was. I thought it got lost. And like, no, she tells me it's with her. So he was fine. He went off to the memorial service the next day, knowing that she was in a better place. And I'm like, cool. But the whole experience was just it just weird. Just weird. I, I didn't I didn't close myself off from her so that she couldn't and she decided that she wanted to have a little bit of taste of life and run around inside me for a while. So I had to get rid of her. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she yeah. left and yeah, I don't want to do that again. Mm-mm. No. Did you ever talk that, to that gentleman no. again or was that a, a one hit wonder? Uh, we were friends for a little bit longer, but it, it he was he was looking for something that I couldn't provide him. I'm just not. I I I am a romantic. I really am, but no, uh, I'm no, no. Yeah, no. you know, I was asking that to wonder if there was, you know, maybe he was brought to your life for you to pass that message he was, on. He was he was probably brought to me for some reason. And everybody that you encounter, everybody in your life was meant to be in your life or at your life at that particular moment. Everybody in your life that you interact with was meant to be there for a reason. Whatever that reason was, it's up to you to figure out. But there are, and this was really... I loved how my friend explained this to me. He said, you have friends, you have family, and you have lovers. And the fourth one you have are non-players. There's, that's just the way it is. That That's the people that you will encounter in your life. You will have friends, you will have family, you will have lovers, and you will have non-players. It's kind of like the non-players that are in video games. You see yeah. them, you, you don't interact with them at all. You They don't interact with you. And everybody in your life, that you talk to everybody in your life that you that you have in your head that you interact with that you everybody is there for a reason i always love trying to figure out why somebody was in my life apparently yeah. he was in my life to bring that first experience to me so he he served his purpose and moved on yeah so this this woman you said she wanted more taste of life uh, and then you had to get her gone uh do you think she, this happens a lot kind of, do you think no, do I, I don't know. If not it, to you, I, but I, in life, in general, other people. Possibly, yeah. Okay. Possibly. It was the second, it was the second experience that I had of, the other one was a, a friend of mine that had gotten possessed. And it was like, you are not acting right. You're not, you're completely not you. And ended up, it was a spirit that had decided that it wanted to mess with the person for a while. And so this was, this was my own, this was my first personal experience of, of a spirit trying to inhabit for a while. I don't, attach, attach maybe is a good word for it. I don't know. I, I don't want to go, oh my God, I got possessed by a spirit. No, it, it was more like an attachment. Yeah. Are so your friend or you? Are you still driving the car mm-hmm. at this point, or are you a passenger and like you want to drive? Like what? What's happening? You're you're not in control. 
You are in control. Well, there's some people that aren't in control when they get possessed. Like my friend was not in control when they got possessed. For me, it was like I just had a monkey on my back. It was like, okay, I know you're there. Just no, you can't. You can't use me to manipulate. You can't manipulate me to do what you want. So when your friend, does your friend remember anything that happened or is it like blacked out because something else took over? He just felt like he was sick. He felt like he was just really, really sick. And the, his, the actual, the actual exhibition of him being, I don't know if possession is a good one for him either, but the attachment to him just it changed his personality. It it's like he was really looking forward to a drink one night, and we'd plan the entire day around us having a drink that night. And he ordered his drink, I ordered my drink, his drink game. He never sipped a single sip out of it, which was really weird because it was his favorite drink. And he ordered food that was his favorite, that was something he was really looking forward to having never touched a bite of it and that had happened twice with the food and it just like dude this is just not something's not right here something's really really not right and then it exhibited itself with additional things that particular one ended up being a doppelganger and i did see the doppelganger and i did chase after the doppelganger thinking it was my friend and ended up it wasn't and here he is up in the hotel room, gray. He's just, he's, he was so sick. And I had to call somebody to get me out of it. That, that experience actually stopped me from ghost hunting for about 18 months. Cause I didn't realize that you could get possessed, attached. I, I always thought that that was all a bunch of hooey. It's not, it's true stuff. People get yeah. attached. People get, yeah, yeah. That's nuts. And I stopped. I don't I don't go out unless everybody else has everybody on my team has to have protection. And if you don't have protection, you're going to be wearing my protection oil. So because I don't want anybody else getting attachments. That's just it's dangerous. So and you, you never know woman- what's getting attached. Oh yeah. So you had this woman and you felt like a monkey on your back. And this you brought the food, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where it's going to go. Like, did you notice? Maybe you made different choices you don't always do. Like you always like yeah, chocolate ice cream, but then yeah. when she's there, you're yeah. like, oh, I want to get vanilla. Yeah, I did. And I'm not going to get into the details of it. It was, Perfect. it was, yeah, it's not, I was fully aware of what was going on, but I could not control what, when she wanted to ca- take control, I could not control it. And that me not being in control of myself is one of the things that just, just put me out of my misery if that ever happens. <laughs> Right. Because yeah. it won't be pretty. Yeah. So it's I, I haven't fully I haven't fully gone in and, and analyzed that entire experience yet, but you've helped me to look at it a little bit more today. So okay. I, I, I might have you. to think and, about that a little bit more. And I, I respect what you said. I'm not pushing here, but I just have at any point we can just switch off to the conversation. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just not yeah. gonna describe the experience of her. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We're, mm-hmm. So back to this driving analogy. So she takes over. Mm-hmm. What is that feeling or what is that? Why can't you get back in control? Is this like you want to or you're like, oh, let me just see where this is going? Like, what, no, that, it was like? more of it was I didn't realize that I wasn't in control. 
at that moment. It was like, it's like I went along with it thinking, oh yeah, this is what's going to happen. And I'm like, no, that's not me. That's not somebody that I, that's not somebody I am. No. Mm -mm. She was, she was a hard partier. Okay. It's not my normal stuff. No. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that. And then you were under the impression at that time that like, oh, I'm making that decision. But then stepping back, you're kind of realizing that like, no, that's not what I do. I don't that's not ever what do I that. Do. I would never yeah. make that decision. I would, you know, I, I don't run red lights on weaving exactly. out traffic on highways. And exactly. like, yeah. Yeah. Why would it's I do like that? that. Yeah. It's like afterwards I realized what had happened. And instead of when it happened, it was afterwards that I realized what had happened because of the behavior that was not my own. That was not something that I would be doing. That's wild. Yeah, it it was. Thanks for thanks for bringing that up, so I can think about that today. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if that was a real thanks or that was. A, I'm, I'm hanging up now. That was a we'll sarcastic thanks. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, but I um, probably yeah. will think about it today. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Is that no, no, don't be because you brought up a couple of points that that I never thought of before. The driving the car thing—that's a great one, and I'm going to probably think about that a little bit more today and see if I can come out with a little bit more of the information that I need to analyze it. I've been kind of ignoring it because it was embarrassing. So, yeah. Anyway, I I ignore half my life, and so far I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's just like, like oh, forget about that. That never happened. Forget about that. It's pretty good. Pretty good advice. Yeah. If I don't ignore it. (laughs) If I don't acknowledge it, it never happened. That's good. Uh, Yeah, right. So if I don't if I don't acknowledge it, it never happened. No, never happened. No. Mm -mm. All this is on record. No, but I'm blessed with a very I'm I'm blessed with a memory that doesn't stop. So yeah, Yeah. if if I remember it did happen. (laughs) (laughs) So you're you're you know, we talk about levels of experiencing, you know, the, the resident skeptic just had the sticks crossed. So, you know, yeah. he's barely an experiencer. I, I heard footsteps, barely an experiencer. Yeah. You mid, mid level above us, whatever that is, who knows what the top is. I'm not see, top. No, you're not top. No, there, there is a top somewhere. Mm-hmm. Who knows what a full level experiencer is. We'll have to dig right. down that some, some other time. I don't want that. Yeah. That's scary. Do you look at what you have now? as like a gift or is it a curse or is it you appreciate because you can turn it off and kind of focus on other things? I am. It's been within the last few years that I've started appreciating my gifts a lot more and trying to understand them, which is why I don't want to be called a medium because I am so far away from that. It's nope. I I'm still trying to figure this out myself. I'm still figuring out what my guides sound like. There's been guides with me for my entire life. And you hear that the only thing that I knew was different was that it's when your guides are speaking to you, it's not the voice that you normally hear in your head when you're like going through a problem, you're thinking things through. It comes from an entirely different area of your brain. It doesn't sound like you. It's not your cadence. It's it's not you nor is it any voices in your head. And I've had them all my life, but I've, there's only been one that I've actually known, known it all my life. And it's the one that's protects me from things. And there's a couple of stories with it in the book, but I'm still trying to get to know who my guides are. And I'm still trying to get to know what their voices are. And the last one that I just 
Well, I've met two in the last. I've got three with me right now, three guides that are with me with, right now. And one has been with me all my life, and I know her voice. And then there are the second guide is what I've called all my life the dragon. And the dragon gets upset when the dragon is mostly protection, anger, get the hell away from me. It's I get a, a feeling in the pit of my stomach when something's not right. And it's that that's how that's how that guide exhibits themselves by giving me that that pit the stomach feeling. When I get that feeling, I need to stop what I'm doing and walk away because it's not a good situation. And that I'm still trying to get used to. And then the third guide that just revealed themselves during my last meditation session, he's in charge of all the fun and his name is Fred. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But he's in charge of all the fun. He comes up with all the weird ideas and uh, he just, he just likes to have fun. So he just tells me, yeah, let's go, let's go throw balloons in the, let's go throw water balloons at the shed, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Yeah. So do you yeah, think everybody all the has, fun. do you think everybody has guides and they're just not? I think everybody or... does have guides, I think. Yeah. And, and we can look at it from the Christian side of where we all have angels that protect us. We all have guides. We all have spirits that are with us. Our ancestors walk with us every single day. And yeah, I've got spirit guides. I've got my ancestors who walk with me. I've got angels. I've got, we all have it. We just have to pay attention to it. It's like those worlds crashing into each other. Our ancestors, their spirits still, I mean, think about DNA. Our DNA contains all, our, our DNA contains signatures of our ancestors. And for instance, I could never figure out why I am so fascinated with trains until I went back into my ancestral line and found that I have a ton of train workers in there. So that's where my love of train comes from. And my love of fishing comes from my grandfather. My love of being strange and unusual comes from my grandmother. The tendency that I have to bark at people when I'm not paying attention to myself comes from my mother's side of the family. We have our ancestors in us and it's that DNA that they've left us that is their fingerprint on our life. And I think that it's my ancestors mostly come out when I'm meditating. Um the first experience that I had with meeting them in my in my meditation was amazing and beautiful and has stayed with me for years now and helps me when I'm feeling really down. So we all have it. We just have to tap into it. We all have the ability to do anything we want in our life. You just have to type, tap into that power. You want to do something in your life? Go do it. Don't worry about it. Just if, well, of course, if it's something bad, don't do it. But if you have a desire and a dream and you just follow it, there's something behind you that's going to keep you going, that's going to make that happen for you, because clearly it's where you need to go. It's like me with ghost hunting. I never once thought that I would ever be a full-time ghost hunter or a full-time paranormal researcher. And my life cleared path to where this is what I do. 
Now, if I can just find a way to pay for it, that would be another thing. (laughs) But after I started paying attention to more of what I wanted to do, and which was ghost hunting and talking about the paranormal and being involved in the community, I found my place in life. I found where I'm happy. I found where I'm able to get over the clinical depression that I had. And I seriously, when I started following my own path and following the place where I needed to be, ah, depression's nothing now. Nope. Don't have any depression whatsoever because I'm living my life. I'm living the life I was meant to live. And I think that's why a lot of people are pretty down this today in this world is because they don't get to live the life that they wanted to live. And I think once people are able to do that, we're going to have a lot happier of a society instead right, of being are, put into all these holes. Right. You're pigeonholed Here, you go into, be a mechanic. Here you go yeah. be a bus driver. Here you go. You know, yeah. And all that stuff's fine. But then if you're not open to what you're passionate about and then you're just, you know, every day you're just doing the thing that you don't enjoy. Like, where, you where become you a non-player. Right. You become a non-player. Yeah. And I'm sure, yeah, there are people that are non-players and I I don't know where in the chain they exist with regards to resurrection resurrection and, and reincarnation. I don't know where they where they fall into that chain, but maybe they're just not awake yet. I don't know. Maybe the non-players are all just not awake. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's stages to this and, you know, you come Could out be. and you just have to, Could you know, be. this, this is yeah. their first okay, time around first where they already beat the game. The yeah. <laughs> here's they your first the game experience on the earth. You're not going to be anything. You're not going to do anything. You're just going to be, you're just going to go from birth to death and that's it. And then there's some of us, then there's other of us that have progressed to where you're going to be a paranormal investigator. Okay. <laughs> I think it's, definitely follow your passions. I think it, it makes life, you know, more exciting. And hey, you know, if you can figure out how to turn this into a career or a steady flow of income, that's even better. Uh, that but, would be great. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I think that's everybody's you know, goal for for most of this. But if, if yeah. you just enjoy it and then that you're what you're passionate about it, I think that's also a, a healthy option and, and road to take too. Yeah, it is. As long as you're keeping everything reasonable and you're doing everything in moderation, it's it's a good path. Yeah. And like, you know, there's some people that go a little over the edge and uh, yeah, they probably need to pull it back a little bit. But yeah, I just try to and I just try to live the, my live my best life and I try to listen to my guides and I try to figure out, I mean, what's it going to hurt, really? I mean, it, what does it hurt to go out and try to figure out if you've got guides or not, or or your ancestors walk with you? It's not hurting anybody. It's keeping me happy, and probably would keep other people happy too if they went out and found them. Right. So, what is the best way for somebody to try to get in touch with their guides? You said you met the one while you were meditating. Do you think that's mm-hmm. a good way? Well, the first thing we're getting back to where it depends on how open you are. I think once you open up to the really, to the reality that there will be guides, that would be, that would be the start. And then you just, you have to do some research. There's several, several different areas where you can find information on how to get into your guides and how to wake up to that. And I just, I, I spent, let's see, since 2017, 2017, 2018, 2017, 2018, somewhere around in there was when I really started getting into it. 2018 really was the the boom. And I just, 
I quietly paid attention to people. I quietly listened to experts. I read books. I looked at videos. I did tests to myself. Like, for instance, the last test, I'm still testing everything. The last test was where for a, a week, you put out a message to the universe that you would like to have signs from your guides or spirits in a certain form. And my guides have a huge sense of humor. So when I first tried the experiment, I did the first day as I would like signs in the number 11. Okay, cool. So throughout the entire day, I was getting 11s. And then I was on a, I was on a road trip and I stopped to get gas and the gas pump did not spit out the receipt. So I had to walk into the store and get the receipt. And so that means that you have to look up at the number of the pump. And it was pump number 11. Oh, wow. So I'm like, okay, thanks, guys. And then I get to the hotel room and I'm moving things around. And on the, on the, on the chair that's in that hotel room were two pennies. I'm like, why? First of all, why didn't housekeeping catch these two pennies? Second thing is why two pennies? Why two pennies on a chair? And then all of it dawned on me, one, one, 11. I'm like, I love it. really? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so that was a really cool experiment. And even though everybody could probably put their own words to it, they could probably say, oh, yeah, that was just all coincidence. Well, if you read Young, there are no coincidences. It's all supposed to happen. So the next day I, I asked for signs with apples. And the first thing that I got was I went to Cracker Barrel for breakfast and they have fried apples, which my eyes were instantly drawn to. So I'm like, ah, okay, cool, thanks. And the next one was, it was an apple tree that was just loaded with apples. And you never would have picked up this apple tree if you hadn't been paying attention to the road. And I saw the, I saw the apple tree and went, yeah, okay, cool, cool. But yeah, that experiment went on for a few weeks or for a few days. I stopped it because I got too involved with what I was doing. But that's one thing that you can do is you can ask for signs in certain things and and wait for your guides to answer you. It's just opening up to it. It's being aware of them. It's being it's it's paying attention to who they are and getting to know them and that sort of thing. So yeah, so I'm not I'm not you, that big of an expert on it yet. <laughs> right. If I talked to you earlier in the week, I would have started this immediately and asked for signs in the form of the $1.5 billion Mega Millions numbers. Right? Right. I ask them for that all the time. <laughs> yeah. And they did give me some numbers and I have been playing those numbers and they have hit, they have hit like $20, but that was it. It's like in the okay. spirit world, maybe that's billions of them. They're like, you have $20. What are you talking about? No, I need more zeros. Well, if you think your spirit guides and your ancestors come from decades back, 20 bucks might have been a million dollars. <laughs> That's true. Like, well, why is she complaining? Look all this money she has. My God, I got six gallons of gas. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think actually six gallons of gas for 20 bucks now is a deal. I'm, I'm, I probably right? went too low on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. So that's, you... I mean, money's just monopoly. That's all it oh, is. Yeah. That's it. They just that's put it. a value on it and we go, okay. Yep. 
we play their game and there it is, but you have to yep. you know, figure yep. it out or, or create your own game. Yep. So what do you have coming up next? What's on, what's on the, uh, what's on tap? Well, uh, as of last Saturday, uh, we, I've joined forces with another paranormal group, RKB Paranormal, run by Damon, Damian Christie. And we have become paranormal event planners and management, as well as event location management. So we've got our first three events coming up at a place that we have taken on it's called the stables and it is pretty haunted it's been a long time since i've had a location like this and i was i walked into the place thinking oh this isn't going to be haunted there's not going to be anything here and by the end of the night it i was vibrating so much it took me three weeks just to stop vibrating and there's three different types of haunting going on in the building. You've got residual residual haunting. It's got an intelligent haunt to it. And there is that odd little bird of an elemental haunting. So three different hauntings going on in the building and on the property. And the owner wanted to start doing paranormal events. But in her tries to do them, she's had bad elements come on the property and upset the spirits to the point of where they... The spirits went, oh, you brought these people in? We're going to make you sick. And she was out back throwing up for the entire evening because the the people that were in the place were upsetting the spirits. So uh, we came in and we did a very professional investigation of the place, as professional as we could be when we were so excited. So she said, yeah, we'll have you on. And, um, and we got our first, we got our first location and we set up three events that are coming up. The first one is a team only event so that we can introduce our team members to this location and uh, start investigating and finding out who the ghosts are that are there and getting to know them a little bit more so that they can get to know us and make themselves appear a little bit more than what they do right now. Uh, right now, they just make a bunch of noise, and I do have talking from them, but they're whispering, and you can't really understand what they're saying. So I'm hoping that they get a little bit more confident the more that we're there. The second event's going to be an invitation-only event where you will have two tickets available. You can do just the investigation, and you have access to 24-hour uh, coffee bar as well as the s'mores that we're going to have out back with the fire pit. And then the second ticket is going to be an overnight ticket. That overnight ticket's going to be $150, but it includes breakfast and dinner, as well as the access to the 24-hour coffee bar and the s'mores out back. And that's going to be invitation only for paranormal groups. And we're hoping to get more smaller groups in there so that they can come in and investigate. We're hoping to keep this place very reasonably priced so that investigators can come in, whether they're big groups or small groups or just individuals. Rose Theater up in Cynthiana, Kentucky does the best job ever. They charge a per head and they don't have a minimum. And I think that is a great way to do it. And then the third event is going to be after Veterans Day. Well, it'll be Veterans Day weekend that Saturday. And we will have the same tickets available in the investigation only and overnight. But this is an open invitation for public and teams and sorts and things like that. And uh, 
we'll have 20, 20 tickets available for the investigation and 25 tickets available for the overnight so that the the teams aren't there the the groups aren't going to be that large and the place is big enough that i can separate 45 people and nobody will get any bleed over and that's one thing that we want to keep we want to keep this location to where people can come in and investigate and get what they want to get in and get some evidence and it's and hopefully they can help us figure this out too so the stables is coming up on the board and uh, hopefully 2024 is going to be the big year we're talking about maybe having a para a paracon out there too so that's awesome but that's it yeah, yeah. that's the next thing on the on the list aside so from over, my other investigations yeah overnight is camping or overnight's camping we're gonna yeah. have uh she's talking about doing a glamping and a glamping for people that don't know what that is is a glamorous camping and it's where you don't sleep on the ground and you sleep in a bed well it might be a blow-up bed but you sleep in the bed and you sleep in a tent and Clamping. So, and then because this is the stables and it was a stable for horses, it was a place where they bred Tennessee walking horses. She was talking about separating each stable area into its own little camping area. So I'm thinking, oh, that's going to be really cute. So you go in there and we've got the stable set up. And of course, your stable, your little glamping spot might be haunted. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, because we get we get sounds of horses with the EVPs. the The last big they're the one of the biggest ones that I got from our last investigation was the sound of a whip. Clear as day, class AAA. There is no question that's a whip. It's either a whip or a crop. I don't know, but it was it was it was awesome. So if you have if you get in there and you've got your glamping, you might actually have a situation of where. The place where you're sleeping is haunted, and you're going to be so sleeping cool. with a horse. Yeah, oh, man. Well, as long as you can get some of the horse smells, you should be okay. Uh, noises might be all right. It's the uh... yeah, yeah. The horse smells. Well, the horse don't smell. The horses don't smell unless you don't clean out their their stalls. Right. They, yeah. I don't mind the smell of horse. Yeah, I was thinking more of what comes out of them, but you know, I guess it was only. Yeah, okay. the other end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the stuff end. that you yeah. have to clean up in the stables. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That's funny. So where can people find out more so they can get tickets for this? Where can they follow you? Where can we get more? Kelly? We are we are still setting up tickets. We're still setting up the entire business, but the business that we have going for the stable man for the excuse me for the the site management and the planning and execution and management is called RK2 Haunted Escapades, and we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram, TikTok. So that's where you're going to be able to find the information once we get it all put together and put up. The invitation only is not going to be up there. Uh, you'll have to contact me directly for that. And that's on, you can just contact me through Facebook or through the RK2 page. And then you can always find me at K2 Paranormal Research on Facebook and Instagram. And just me personally on Facebook. So, yeah. That's where you can get awesome. me. We're going to put all and those links I've in the got, show notes. Yeah. Info at k2pn.com is the email that people can use publicly. Yeah. So. Perfect. I love no it. No phone number. I don't want no, people calling. No, <laughs> no calling. No calling or texting. 
No calling. Yeah. No calling Especially if your fiance thing. passed away six weeks ago and somehow you're trying right. to go on a date. Especially, That's not, yeah. 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 No, 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 yeah. no, no, <laughs> no. 12 week minimum, people. 12 weeks. Yeah, 12 weeks. Yeah, nope. Not doing it anymore. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Nope. That's Mm-mm. awesome. Well, I sincerely yeah. appreciate your time. Thank you so Thank much for you coming so on. Thank you so much. Friend of the program. Well, you gave so we'll, me an we'll early start up. to my day. Well, yeah, your whole day ahead of you now. You're perfect. This is it. Yeah. You can go get some I'm fried going, apples. I'm going ghost hunting tonight. All right. Where are you headed tonight? Or is that top secret? I think it's top secret because all I have is a GPS. That's So that's it's fun. a friend's birthday. And happy birthday, Jason. And a friend's birthday. And he is going ghost hunting for his birthday. He's like, you're coming. You're coming, right? You're coming. And I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming awesome. with you. All right. Yeah, we'll so get an update on that. that's right. the perfect birthday. Why not? That's that's great. Yeah. 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 All right. So it's Happy- a secret location and we're going to have fun. I love it. All right. Well, we'll uh, put all the stuff in the show notes. People can follow you. Please go follow Kelly and everything she's putting out there. I sincerely appreciate your time and we'll stay in touch. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we will. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everyone. That was our show. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. Like and follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date in all things wild and weird. Check out the links in the show notes for more information on our guests. The biggest support you can offer is to tell everyone about the podcast. Until next time.